What's up, you guys? Steven Milhausen here. Walkway Fight Club. It is Thursday, June the 10th, 2021. What a week it's been. want to thank all the listeners. A lot of new listeners in the past week. Mainly due to what we saw on Sunday night with Floyd Mayweather Jr. and Logan Paul. Just want to thank everyone. It means a lot. Oh my god, we had... Thousands and thousands of downloads. So it means a lot. Thank you so much. Greatly appreciated. Got us to the point to where not only are we now, we're still ranked in Saudi Arabia, but now we're ranked among the top wrestling podcasts in the UK. So I want to thank everyone for listening. We got to get here in the United States, though, everyone. US, I don't care. Actually, you know what? I don't even care where it's at. It means I'm, we're making waves. We're getting there. So, you know, a lot of great stuff, a lot of good content. Go back, listen, podcast on Sunday on Sunday afternoon, and then podcast early Monday morning, Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. Preview show and also a reaction show. But a couple good things here in the next two days. The reason we are here, a very good interview coming up with Kyle O'Reilly, is he previews. His five-way title match for the NXT Heavyweight Championship is Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Pete Dunne, and Johnny Gargano challenge carrying across for the Heavyweight Championship on Sunday, NXT TakeOver in your house. Jumping off the house would be kind of cool. Not going to lie. I just think that would be pretty badass. Just my opinion. But it's been a while. I've never talked... Kyle O'Reilly. So it was a fun chat. Talked about a lot of variety of different things. Kind of like just bounced from like hats to Cool Hand Luke, beards, mullets, thrift shops. We've eventually, hockey, we eventually got into some wrestling. We did talk a little NXT TakeOver in your house. We talked about that bastardly Adam Cole coming in and Interjecting himself to be a part of the match. Talk about carrying a cross, what it would mean to become the champion. Shawn Michaels and a whole lot more. It's definitely good to chat with Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly. But don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It's simple. It's available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. All of your favorite podcasting platforms, I do promise. They're all there. You guys have been showing me that you're there. So it definitely means a lot. Thank you so much. But enough of me blabbing. Let's get to the person you really want to talk to today. The one and only, the former three-time NXT Tag Team Champion, Ring of Honor Champion, PWG Champion, the one and only, the great Kyle O'Reilly. It is Monday. What a way to kick off the week. Steven Mulhausen here from DAZN. It was a heck of a weekend. We had Floyd Mayweather and the Logan Paul spectacle last night. Now we roar right back. A busy week in combat sports. It's highlighted and punctuated by WWE NXT TakeOver In Your House. Returns this Sunday live on Peacock in the United States and the WWE Network everywhere else across the world. He's one of five. He's one of four challenging the champion, Karrion Cross, the great Kyle O'Reilly and Kyle. That would take me about 
10 months to grow. I'm very jealous of the beard, my friend. It's taken me 34 years to grow. So I think you, you might be a little better than me. Let's see. This has taken me, this has been like a month. It's pretty good. See, but then when I grow it and I trim it, then my wife gets upset at me every time I try to start growing it and she doesn't let me go full. Like yeah. I will watch NXT. She'll see you. She'll see Adam. She'll see a couple other guys in sports. And she's, I'm, she's like, I can't let you do that. <laughs> it's just, there's an awkward phase, you know, where it's, we were waiting for it to kind of come into itself, but uh, yeah. 34 years. So th- 34 years. Now, how often are you shaving no. that bad boy? It, it, it was just during this pandemic, like the last year that I was able to finally commit and kind of let it, let it sort of actually grow because yeah, I was like you, it just would never look good. It was always awkward. Even now, I don't think it looks very good uh, kind of, but it just, it makes, it's a little, it's a different look. And with the mullet, you know, it kind of, it's all kind of coming together. <laughs> and I want to ask you about this mullet too, because it feels like, did you watch old WCW and early in WWE oh, in the mid nineties with flying yeah. Brian? They all had mullets. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was watching with a buddy. We were watching some old stuff last week. And he's like, what is with O'Reilly in this mullet still? I'm like, I don't know. And then I was talking to him this morning. And I'm like, hey, I'm talking to O'Reilly. He's like, hey, make sure you ask him this quiet, bad question. What's with the mullet, my friend? Are we? Is it something we're going to keep? We're going to get rid of? Or you just go in 80s retro cool hand Luke style? Yeah, I'm just trying to do you know, throw things at the wall and see what sticks. You know, I'm on this kind of uh, journey now where I'm a singles competitor. I'm a solo act. I don't got my buddies to back me up anymore. And just, you know, what what can I do that just looks a little different and uh, can add to this character, which, you know, I'm still figuring out what it is. But if it's it's a little different, it gets people talking and, you know, hockey hair, that's what it is. <laughs> is it, a, it reminds me, because like when you wear the hat, it reminds me of Cool Hand Luke in a way. It's kind of way like you come off yeah. and everything. It's just something when you put that hand on, like, man, that's like Cool Hand Luke 100%. Is it. it something you've, I don't know if you've ever seen Cool Hand Luke, but is it something you've parlayed or is it something or am I completely off it? No, I, I maybe like to a degree, like I take so many different influences from movies and shows and wrestling and books and just, you know, it's, it's hard to really pinpoint exactly what I'm going for. Um, just trying to try and be myself. Is Who would you, you know, because people don't remember, and I don't know why they don't. They're not real wrestling fans to me. I don't think they don't remember that, that great singles around your hand and ROH. And how would you, have you in your mind want to go back to how you were back then? Or do you want to do something completely different and reinvent yourself? I think it's important that as performers, we're always growing and evolving and trying to you know be different and and unique um there's aspects of how i was in ring of honor or pwg that i certainly like to capture again more so like the intensity and um the physical aspects of, of as an in-ring performer uh when, when like the look and all that sort of is just something that you know just playing with i still really have no idea what i'm doing i i have no sense of style uh, I just, you know, kind of going to the thrift shop and just grabbing whatever kind of mismatched, mismatched outfits I can sort of find. And the more mismatched it is, the more I kind of dig it. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just, you know, like I, like I said, just throwing stuff at the wall and, and see what works. And if it gets people talking for better or for worse, then I'll take it. Right. A lot of people hate the hair. A lot of people hate the new look, but hey, you gotta, that doesn't bug me. You know what they say? What's old is in right now. You look at like, 
it's looking, you look at in wrestling and you look in combat, it's where it's like Floyd Mayweather just boxed an exhibition last night. Mike Tyson boxed in, yeah. in November and he's talking about coming back. Evander Holyfield's returning sometime later on this year, along with Oscar De La Hoya. So it seems like, it seems like 80s and 90s stuff is really in right now. Why do you think that is? Because I'm, I just turned 40 and I still don't get why 80s and 90s retro stuff is in these days. I think it's the feeling of nostalgia that because now that the kids that were kids in the 80s and 90s, we're all old enough now to be influencing and creating the products and designing the style and, and showing what's in. Like when I was a kid, I couldn't go, like I loved comic books and that kind of stuff. But like to find a, a good comic book shop is pretty tough. And even then you couldn't find all like the crazy toys and everything now and now you go to like a spencer's gifts in the mall and it's all just wicked nostalgia yeah. stuff from the 80s and 90s that i would have lost my flipped my lid over as a kid <laughs> right. Found it, right so i think it's now it's just the guy the the people that were kids in that era they're now old enough to be making these decisions and now i guess we're just by proxy sort of influencing <laughs> the future right i don't know that's my kind of explanation what's your comic book of choice Ooh, so right now uh, I'm reading The Sandman, Neil Gaiman, and it is oh, yeah. blowing my mind. It is so good how deep the storytelling is. It's it's really, really cool. So I'm really into that right now. See, my wife gets very mad when I will sit up at night and read like just really, really old. I'm an old comic book soul. Yeah. I'm in like old school like Wolverine and oh, yeah. Batman and then stuff you know more Marvel in that nature mm -hmm. and she's like I don't get it I got a four-year-old and I don't know do you have kids at no. all we have the, the Disney we have Disney plus and mm -hmm. did you watch the old school Marvel cartoons oh for sure the X-Men cartoon from the 90s yeah. they're on Disney plus so yeah <laughs> old he's about to be five so about six months ago i was just I'm like man i want to watch this so i just sat there watching he came and he's like he's like what's this i'm like just sit and watch and he's like he's all about captain america he's all about wolverine he's all about spider-man he's like marvel to the core now so it's like that's awesome you gotta start him young i've kind of my wife doesn't get it but i'm like yeah he now he's in the comic books. I've let him starting the he's starting to read. So like we st we're starting to read the comic books. So right on. Yeah, when I was that age, it was like Spider Man, Wolverine, those kind of ones for my jam. Batman. Yeah. Oh yeah. All that stuff. Now you got to find. You know, I have a place for you that you can play hockey. Okay. If, you wanna, if you're willing to move, that also <laughs> has a cool Seven Eleven. You can come to Chicago. Yeah. You can take up some residence. Orlando do. does need a hockey team. Tampa's a little too far. It's let's just, let's just be honest. Let's just no offense to the Lightning. So if no you're to the my tweet uh, recently looking for hockey equipment, I was able to get a net and a stick and some blades off of Amazon. So Obviously. I was able to get some stuff. So I've been working on my shot in the drive. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was still, I couldn't believe I, I went to the Dick Sporting Goods everywhere. No hockey equipment. Was, what? Blew my Florida mind. doesn't know about hockey, Kyle. Let's just, um, no knock on Florida. I love Florida. It's the home of Mickey Mouse. It's the home of the Thunderdome. It's home of NXT. But got a real hockey. Well, they got more Stanley Cups in Florida than they do in British Columbia. So I don't know. That's that right. is true. So, that is that. 
I think everyone right now has more Stanley Cups than British Columbia. Fair, fair. Going to be honest. We got one. It was 1920 in Vancouver, or 1911. <laughs> we were millionaires. We got one Stanley Cup, okay? Not the Canucks, but. You know, I had, I wanted to ask you, because I always love your entrance with the Undisputed Era. You did the whole Air Qatar thing. And I have to ask you, you got to keep that going, Mr. O'Reilly. Sure. Because that Air Guitar, old school Hulk Hogan there, NWO yeah. style. I love it. I was channeling a bit of the uh, NWO Hulkster there when I first started doing it. I don't really knew, know what came over me. We, I was coming out to the music and it had this sort of funky groove and I just, I let the music take me and I turned into some sort of funky, funky psychedelic priest slapping the bass on as he's walking down the ramp. So I just having fun with it. And uh, it, it took a, on a life of itself. And now I basically have to do it every time, but I'm not complaining. That's you got yeah, to get to I get to do it. How much are you enjoying being back on this singles run? You know, because you look at the big part of your career, yeah, you were singles, you teamed with Bobby, you came to WWE, you started teaming with Bobby, Bobby got hurt. And then it was you and you and Roddy for a while. And then, you know, they put you guys together and how much of, not even, I don't want to say transition, but how much of an adjustment was it for you to now go back to focus solely on singles? Certainly very difficult um, for the better part of my entire run in NXT. I've been a tag team guy and happy to do so. I love tag team wrestling. Uh, I love all the tag partners I've had. I've been partners with Adam, Bobby and Roddy and been very successful. Um, but this is just a whole new you know, challenge and opportunity. And as performers, we want to grow and, and evolve. And if this is going to be a chance for Kyle O'Reilly to show that he can stand on his own and i'm going to take that opportunity and, and try to run with it um certainly it is it's definitely more pressure and i deal with a little more anxiety knowing that this is just on me you know it, whether it's a promo or it's a it's a match everything's on me i don't got my buddies to bail me out if i uh flub my words or you know if something goes wrong or i need backup or some guys are going to attack me like I'm, you know i'm on my own now but i think that's kind of what's beautiful about this sport, you know, we all had those dreams of being a singles champion in WWE. And so now I'm, I'm getting to manifest that dream. We're starting to see more, and I love your style because you incorporate a lot of MMA and I also cover MMA for a living. And it's one of the reasons I, I love your style of wrestling because it's more of that physical style. It's more of from mixed martial arts. And what about MMA? That, what was it about mixed martial arts that made you want to incorporate some of that and bring that into your style here, not just at ROH, but right now in WWE? Um, it started as just a way for me to sort of supplement my training as a way to help me become a better pro wrestler. Like I would, I'd see some me back when I first started trying to do like a submission transition or kicks like from kickboxing. And it just didn't look right until I started actually training and getting the footwork down and the timing down. And now like when I do something like an arm bar or, or a roundhouse, it's, you can see that it's legitimate technique. And so I think that's helped me tremendously in progressing my style. Um, but yeah, I didn't really start, training until I'd already been a pro wrestler but I think oh, that wow. helped me as well because I had those pro wrestler instincts with selling and and uh, timing but now you add in the training and I think that's where my style really took off and and you know it's it's a part of me now how much confidence did that match that you had with Adam how much did that 
mentally help you during WrestleMania? Um, yeah, coming out the other side of it, I, I've got a lot more confidence now going into it. it you know, it's a challenge. Your main eventing uh, takeover in WrestleMania week is the biggest wrestling week of the year. And, um, you know, here we are, two former friends colliding in the main event of takeover in a, an unsanctioned match. I mean, it's, it's a, it's an uphill battle. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something looking back now I can be very proud of and knowing that we came out the other end of it. And, uh, I, I like to think we delivered. Um, and you know, it's just, it feels like every, uh, few weeks or every couple of months, it's like, this is the biggest match of my career, biggest match of my career until the match is over. And now Sunday is the biggest match of my career. And then once I'm the NXT champion, my first defense will be the biggest match of my career. So it's just, I'm always sort of building this pressure on myself. But I think that's what helps me deliver in the moment as well, is knowing, all right, this, this is a rare opportunity, this is pressure, and uh, sink or swim. And, uh, you know, hopefully going to swim. I remember talking to Johnny Gargano. God, it was, some, it was within the last, like, calendar year. And he was talking to me about how much of a help Shawn Michaels has been for him. Just, mm -hmm. you know, just Shawn's there really often. He's there full time. And he's been, Johnny was saying how beneficial he was to him. And when I talked to Adam right before your guys' match, he said the same thing about Shawn. Yeah. How much have you picked his brain? Because you look at, he's the size of you guys. Yeah. You know, he's had to go through that struggle to get to the top of the business and become the guy. How much of, you, how much have you leaned on Sean since now that you're 100% singles? Even before being singles as a tag guy, he's, you know, he's a former tag guy himself. Yeah. Um, since stepping foot in the door here, uh, he's always been a guy that I felt comfortable going to for advice. And he's become a mentor to a lot of us, you know, myself, Gargano and Cole as well. Like he's always got just the right advice and what you need to hear at that time. You know, he's, he's been through it all. He's seen it all. He's done everything there is to do. And, and most consider him the greatest of all time to do it. So the fact that a guy like him is at my disposal to go just for a simple question of what do you think about if I did this and to hear his thoughts on it, uh, I can't emphasize enough how helpful that has been. And, and just to help you confidence, you know, a guy like Sean saying like, you know, you can do this. You're good at this. To hear that from him, like, I mean, that's all the confidence boost you really need. You know, you look at, you just said the greatest. And, you know, people, it seems like it's been a big tag thing lately on social media. I don't know how much you've been following it on Twitter of who's the best in the business right now. And it's, it's so subjective. You get mm -hmm. so many different companies out there. But, and I know you watch a lot of wrestling. In your mind right now, who are some of the best guys in the business right now to you? Um, I think Finn Balor is, you know, he's a guy who's done everything and former universal champion and whatever reason he came back to NXT and has just helped elevate every single guy that he's wrestled in NXT and he's helped elevate the brand of NXT just by him being here and by him putting everything into his work and, and delivering and busting his ass when he certainly didn't have to. Um, so I, you know, I think his work definitely speaks for itself because everything he's done has just been top notch. And uh, I know myself, I learned a lot getting to, to wrestle Finn as well. So, I, you know, for my money, I'd say Finn Balor is at the top of that list right now. 
you know, you look at now NXT's on Tuesdays, and NXT is on Tuesdays now, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific on USA. I know everyone talks about the mythical war and all, and so on and so forth, but how much of, I hate saying the word relief, but is it nice now that you guys are back to having your own night? You don't have to worry about what's going on, as they say, across the street. How much more comfortable is there for you guys knowing that you don't have to worry about anything else? You have to worry about what's going on on the other side. You guys can just have your own night, be NXT, and do what you guys have done to get to this point in the game. For me, personally speaking, I would say I've never really been too concerned about what else was on while we were on. Um, I know for me, if, if it's Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Friday night, it's going to be this Sunday night. I'm always gonna put forth the best performance that I have in me. I'm not gonna think too much about what else is on the, the card, what else is on the other channel, what else is, was on the night before. Um, I look at each day as a new opportunity to, to showcase what Kyle O'Reilly is. And I may only have five minutes to do so. I may only have 30 seconds to do so. If I'm in a little back, back uh, stage segment where I'm in the background, you can barely see me. I'm gonna try and do something that makes me stand out. Exactly. Um, so I'm just, you know, I'm not too concerned about, about anything else except for what I can do uh, to stand out and be special and uh, hopefully elevate those around me. And if they're in the same match as me or, or on the same show, then everyone is kind of like-minded in the sense of, let's just go and do this. Let's not worry about anything else in the wrestling business or the fight game or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, so that's kind of how I look at those things. Are you going to jump off the house on Sunday? I'm not a guy. I don't like heights, man. I oh, wait, wait, wait. A heights guy. Wait a I, minute. You kick ass for a living. Don't like heights. And you don't like heights. What? So if, if I brought you to like Great America, match, you... it's ended horribly for my body. I've fallen off ladders every direction. Yeah. The War Games cage, I don't like going up on. Uh, the house, wow. I'm certainly not going to be climbing on top of. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not one for uh, jumping off a of height. Because I remember when you guys were here for the last war games, when it was in, you guys were here in Chicago. And, yeah. and I'm like, why is Kyle not going up there? And I'm like, everyone else was kind of teetering. <laughs> they were all go climbing up a little bit. And you were just like, nope. I'm staying right here on the canvas. I, I, I'm I like, going uh, nowhere. I like tying dudes up in a, in a knot and, and kicking them as much as I like. You know, I'm not one for jumping on them. You know, five ways can be tricky you know just yeah. because there's so many guys in the match you know do you prefer multi-man matches do you prefer one-on-one -on -one matches triple threats when you have your preference what do you prefer to have in, in a stakes a big stakes match like this sure oh on a big stakes match like that you you, you always want to have a, a singles opportunity because then it's just you and your opponent you know you have a higher chance probability wise of, of winning then in a five-way match is something I've never competed in, never been in a five-way. I've done, certainly done number of four-ways and multi-mind tag matches, this, that, and the other. But yeah, there's, how do you prepare for a five-way? You know, you have to have your head on a swivel. There's going to be attacks coming from all fronts, every direction. I'm going to have to defend in every direction. And when I see an opportunity, it might be over here, it might be behind me. I'm going to have to <laughs> jump on those opportunities and uh, just push the pace and attack relentlessly, which, which I try and do every single time. And just be plain old-fashioned tough, and, and that's what I have in in spades. So I'll uh, looking forward to Sunday. And we'll end with this: When you're laying in bed at night, Kyle, how do you envision winning the five-way over Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, Finn Balor, and Karrion Cross to become 
the NXT heavyweight champion? Um, in a perfect world, just me walking away with the title, you know, that's it's enough of itself. But to really put the uh, cherry on top of the Sunday would be having Adam Cole tap out and then becoming the champion. I think that'd be uh, almost as sweet as the victory itself. Not a big fan of Adam coming right in there, stealing the spotlight, my friend. Just well, came right in and stole the show, tried to steal the show from you guys. Uh, carrying cross at a best, he's a gas station weasel, but you can't fault the guy for being smart and for uh working his way into the match, man. That's why he's been on top for so long, is because he knows how to play that psychological game. And uh, you know, he made it, it into the match, I can't fault him for that, but um, I'm just gonna have to focus on and walking away the victor. He channel, he is one of four challengers to face carrying facing carrying cross on Sunday, NXT in your house. NXT TakeOver in your house, live on Peacock in the United States in the WWE Network everywhere else across the world. Kyle O'Reilly, first time we've chatted. This has been a pleasure, Kyle. Thank you so much, my friend. Continue growing the beard and the mullet, my friend. And when you get to Chicago, bring that hockey stick. Sounds good, Stephen. Appreciate it, dude. All right, Kyle. Talk soon, bud. Best of luck Sunday. Thank you. Thank you. A big thank you to Kyle O'Reilly as he, along with Adam Cole, Pete Dunne, and Johnny Gargano challenge carrying across in a five-way match for the NXT Heavyweight Championship in the main event of NXT In Your House. You can catch it at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific on Peacock in the United States and the WWE Network everywhere else across the world. It's so cool, so calm, so collected. He doesn't do many interviews, and it's good to see WWE putting him on more of these calls. Because I think he's someone you can build a brand around. He's got a, a very unique style to wrestling. And I like how he says like he's trying to find himself. He's trying to find where this character fits, and he's tweaking it constantly. And I like it. As a talent, you know, I can, you know, they go through a lot. And I appreciate the effort that he did put in. And I'm looking forward to the match. I think it's going to be a very good match. I'm not going to be able to watch it until Monday as my son turns two tomorrow. And we're doing his birthday party on Sunday. So I will not be watching it live, but I will be watching it on Monday. But... I do want to say, you're going to see me. I'm going to be on Peacock. Walkway to Fight Club enters the Peacock universe. As I have been among a select few asked by WWE to participate in the NXT Global Press Conference. Coming up on Saturday at 11 Eastern and 10 Central. You can catch it on Peacock. I'm just hoping if... I get asked, is the way they did it was you had to ask like three to four questions. You submit three to four questions, and Wade Barrett's going to be the moderator. Hopefully Wade Barrett gets my name right. I will be upset if Wade Barrett gets my name wrong. I really will. I'll be upset. I will call Wade Barrett out if he gets my name wrong. <laughs> so hopefully Wade if you happen to listen to this podcast, it is Steven Mulehausen from DAZN, as my four-year-old tells me. 
I'm Steven Mielhausen from DAZN. So, Steven Mielhausen from DAZN, Wade. Make sure you get it right, my friend. And if you need a little, if you need a little help, Wade, I'll, I can give you a couple pointers of how to do it. But no, a bit, all joking aside, thank you to WWE for asking. Stuff like that to me is an honor. I, I kind of pinch myself every day being this position I'm in. The future's only getting brighter. It is looking better. And, and continuing to grow as a reporter and then getting opportunities like this to me is always fun. So I really, from the bottom of my heart, I do want to thank the great people. The, oh, so great people. At the WWE. But thank you to Kyle O'Reilly. Looking forward to take over. Do him one more podcast for you guys this week. It will be with Nell come out on Friday. It will be with Marvin Vittori as he headlines Saturday's UFC 263 against the middleweight champion Israel Adesanya. UFC 263 on Saturday night. Good to see the UFC back. Always good to have the UFC back on pay-per-view. A big fight, a rematch from their bout in 2018. Really looking forward to that one. It's always good to see Israel Adesanya Back inside the octagon, got Davis and Figueredo, Brandon Moreno too, for the flyweight title, and the return of, I don't know how you describe Nate Diaz, but we'll call him a superstar, as Nate Diaz meets Leon Edwards in a five-round non-title affair, first UFC bout ever. First ever UFC five-round bout that will not be the main event or a title fight. That is the power of Nathan Diaz. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe, walk away the Fight Club. It's simple, guys. It's as simple as this. Just type in walk away the Fight Club. Uh oh. Uh oh. WWE. I don't know how what happened there with WWE Network. Not the network, but Peacock. Hit a button there. But rate, review, download, subscribe. It's simple. Just type in walk away the Fight Club. It's simple. Simple as that, and you're there. I, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Five stars. A nice, leave a nice little review and subscribe to the podcast. It's simple. Also on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. Just type in Walkway, the Fight Club in the search bar. On Twitter, at Walkway Fight. Instagram, Walkway, the Fight Club, all in lowercase letters. And also, and oh, also we have I have a YouTube channel. Type in Walkway, the Fight Club. Hit that subscribe button and Give a thumbs up to all the videos. You name them in MMA, boxing, and pro wrestling. They're just about there. I can tell you the names for days. Just go and check it out. It's a ton of great interviews, a ton of great analysis. And it really means a lot if you guys do all that. And thank you so much. But a huge thank you once again to Kyle O'Reilly. A big thank you to WWE PR for hooking up the interview. I am Steven Mielhausen. And I will talk to you guys next time. Mwah! Peace. I'm out of here.